Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. We are back again with another top five list. I'm so excited. I love these top five lists, and our fans seem to love them, too. I know they do pretty well, so why not keep doing them? And as far as top five lists go, my favorites so far have been our TV themes from 70s and the 80s, and so we are back today to jump back into it with the TV themes from the 90s. We're going to have two episodes. Episode one, we're going to cover TV themes from 1990 to 1994, and in episode two, we're going to cover TV themes from 1995 to 1999. Sounds good to me. What were you doing in the mid to early 90s? Well, you know, it's interesting because you and I talked about when we were doing our very first episodes, when we were talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Back to the Future, the difference in our ages, although it's just a couple of years, can have a dramatic difference in what we were going through at a particular time. That's true. So in 81, when Raiders came out, you were eight or so, eight or nine, Yep. and I was five. Right. And the difference between eight and five is huge, right? right. Especially right. when you got people's faces melting off, right? <laughs> I didn't get That's to true. see that for another uh, 10 years after that. Yeah, yeah. And so then you look again in the 90s, you go mid-90s, and I'm thinking, in the mid-90s, Jason was getting married. I got and, married in 96. Yeah, and, that's right. And, and in the mid-90s, I was graduating from high school. That's a big That's difference. a big deal. That's right. Yeah, that's a different big Different stages of life, doing different things. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm really anxious. I don't know what your list is. You don't know what my list is. Right. Probably watching different things, I'm guessing. We were watching different things, and I'm going to tell you right now, there are some TV themes that I have on here that are from shows that I didn't really watch and maybe didn't watch at all, but they're fantastic themes, and so I'm excited to talk about them. Okay, so here's the deal, yeah. okay? So there are some themes that I have that I like the song. There are some things that I have that I like the TV show, and there's some themes that I have just because it reminds me of this era. I'm a very nostalgic person, so when I hear a song, it transports me back now, that doesn't mean I am in love with the song, but I might be in love with a few moments that I associate. I'm a tangled mess of nostalgia and, you know, popcorn and, and you know, chocolate. I got to tell you, there is one show that did not make my cut, but I kept thinking to myself, I know there's a strong chance that Jason's going to pick this just because of his love for the show. So I'm interested to see if it makes it onto one of your lists. All right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's do this. Okay, first, we set out the rules. What we do is we cover... The first part will be TV themes from 1990 to 1994. The only thing that you have to do to qualify to be in that realm is you have some episodes that were released during that time. Right. And then the other rule is it has to be a theme that was created specifically for the show. Can't have Golden Girls. We can't have Wonder Years. We can't have Married with Children because those were all songs that were reissued for the show. Uh-oh, I see a nervous look over there. I think you forgot that rule. <laughs> a little panic is setting in. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see. With that being said, these could be shows that you you guys may associate with the later part of the decade. You may associate it with the 80s. Could be any of them, but they can fall as long as they've got some episodes that came out in the years that we have. First part being 90 to 94, second part being 95 to 99, then it qualifies. Sounds good. Let's do this. All right, now, Jason, the way that we typically do this is we give each other teasers and let the other guy try to guess it. And as a matter of fact, it's my favorite part of what we do. <laughs> and so I kind of focused on that, all right? So here you go. Number five for me. Five. This show aired from October of 1988 until March of 1997. It was the number one series from 1989 to 1990. And in 1990, the title character kind of got canceled. 
Now, the show went on, obviously, for many years after that, so she wasn't completely canceled. But then she got canceled again. She was canceled <laughs> maybe even a handful of times. And in 2012, she received 70,000 votes for the U.S. president. You know what show I'm talking about. This has got to be Roseanne. You got it, buddy. Yes. I love it. Yes. <laughs> okay, now I had my own mind blown as I started looking at this, right? So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the composers, okay? Sure. I see the first composer's name, and I'm like, oh, that's the same name as the first law firm I clerked for in law school. And I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. That lawyer told me that his son was a music composer in Hollywood. And I looked it up, and sure enough, Dan Foliart is the son of James D. Foliart, who I worked for my first year in law school and for the remaining years of law school. He was born in like 1919. He was in his 80s whenever I met him. You know, he wasn't wow. really practicing law anymore. He was just the guy carrying the, you know, the, the rainmaking. Um, but he's, you know, just, I met him a few times, this old 80 year old man. He's like, yeah, my son's a composer. I'm like, Oh, cool. old guy. What? Yeah. So Dan Foliart and a couple of other guys were composers for this song. The other guys are Howard Pearl, who did the TV version of the nine to five series. And then a guy named WG Snuffy Walden, who composed the music for the West Wing. He actually started as a guitarist for an episode of Laverne and Shirley, but went on to compose many, many more TV shows. I am a huge fan of Snuffy Walden. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> you should be, because this bluesy theme is friggin' awesome. I love this TV theme. It's super catchy, right? It is very catchy. And one of the guys that loved the theme of the show had his own band. And a few years later, he ends up being in the show as Dan Connor's old high school band. Okay. Now, you know that the theme for the show is strong on harmonica, right? Well... This guy's name, who's a big fan of the show, is John Popper. You might better know him as the lead singer for a group called The Blues Traveler. Whoa! Are you serious? Yes. And so for like their final season, it's actually John Popper of Blues Traveler playing the harmonica for the show theme. Oh, that's wonderful. Good job. Yeah. Like it. Original Harmonica player, John Luke Logan. Okay, so that brings me to my number five. Your number five. All right, Your Honor, I'm going to ask for a, uh, a bend in the rules here. Okay, what okay? You So here's the deal. This song was not created for this show. However, I'm going to make the case that it was rescued from total obscurity. Okay? So it wasn't a popular song. It wasn't well known. The field producer for this show just happened to be a fan of this band... And so he's like, what about this song, this obscure track uh -huh. that nobody knows for the theme of the show? Okay. And it literally became like the biggest thing ever. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. If I say the name of this TV show, mm -hmm. you're going to sing the words to the song. Okay. So here's the deal. Yeah. This song reached number eight on the Hot 100 when it was released as a single June 12th of 1993. So it peaked out at number eight. Okay. That's blocking Living on the Edge and Come Undone by Duran Duran. Okay. Okay. 
So this song was originally off an album that was released in 1987. Okay. The band's name is Inner Circle. Okay. That do anything for you? No, I haven't got it yet. All right. The follow-up single was a song called Sweat La 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 La. Nothing? Empty space. All right. When I say the TV show, yeah. I want you to sing the lyrics to the okay. song. Okay. The TV show is called Cops. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna <laughs> do when they come for you? Just because that is such a freaking awesome song, I will accept the fact that it was not originally composed for the TV. You can receive a pass, sir. Thank you. Well done. That is awesome. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they Bad boys, bad boys. I mean, come on. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. All right. Number four. Four. Number four. All right. This song comes from a show that began in 1987 and ran until 1996. It was based on comic books from the mid-80s, but the comic books were much darker. There's a new movie of it about to come out. The original comic characters were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Okay. Got anything yet? No. You're exposing my uh, my street cred to my comic book buddies, <laughs> but keep going. Okay. Now, this one's going to blow your mind here, right? You okay. ready? Ready. There are two composers on this song, right? One of the composers is called the king of sitcoms, right? He's not just a music guy, but he is also a producer, a director, a writer. His name is Chuck Lorre. Yes. His partner's name is Dennis Brown. And Dennis has written for some of the shows that Chuck has produced, some of which are Grace Under Fire, Dharma and Greg, Two and a Half Men, The Big Bang Theory. Those are big hitters, man, yeah. Right, so this song was composed by those guys. Oh, um, by the way... Chuck Lorre was also one of the executive producers of Roseanne. I know who Chuck Lorre is. Okay. Last hint. Okay. Look at my t-shirt. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You got it. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your very threadbare uh, t-shirt, I might, might add. This is one of my favorite shirts. <laughs> Nobody ever tries to pick a fight with me when I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> You've had that since 1993 <laughs> right there. Okay, so it's fascinating to me that this song was written by a guy who's really better known for producing, I mean, a ton of sitcoms. He went to college for a couple years, dropped out, toured around as a musician, and he wrote a song called French Kissin' that was performed by Mrs. Deborah Harry. Mrs. Deborah Harry of Blondie? You got it. Whoa! And that wasn't enough to keep the bills paid for him, so he started writing scripts for a show called Heathcliff. <laughs> Heathcliff the cat? You got it. Oh, my gosh. Lines from the song, Raphael is cool but rude. Give me a break. Michelangelo is a party dude. Party. <laughs> I, I can't fault you. I can't fault you. Have you seen the Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us? I have. Have you seen the one on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I have not. 
gosh dang you talk about two college dudes who just like hey check it out turtles doing ninja stuff our friend who has a movie coming out on national release that i did an interview with just a couple months ago kyle roberts he made his name big by doing like stop action animation homages to the teenage mutant ninja turtles and one of the producers on his movie is also a producer on the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So he's, he's a, I mean, I went to his office. He's got that stuff all over the place. Right, it's right. awesome. But I love that the, this show is timeless because this morning, as I'm like going through all of the possibilities, I tell my son, Caleb, I'm like, hey, put on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. He puts it on and we're listening to it. And all of a sudden he's singing along. Like he's singing all of the words. Really? And I'm like, dude, this show, it ended over 10 years before you were born. This is my number four. Yep. All right. This song is actually titled Materia Primoris. Yes, I know it. This is the theme for the iconic, the unstoppable, the amazing, The X-Files. Okay, so every time I hear this song, it gives me the feels. You remember Sadness by Enigma back in like the early 90s? Satanists? Sadness, S-A-D-E-N-E-S-S. <laughs> I'd have to hear it to recognize it. I didn't recognize that title, but yes, I know that song. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you remember the like three and a half weeks in 1994 when everybody started listening to Gregorian Chants? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I bought the CD. I'm not kidding. I had the Gregorian Chants CD. By the way, that was recorded in the 80s. I had to go look. I go down these rabbit holes. I can't help it. Okay. But anyway, the X-Files music has that kind of mystical, ominous, sure. new age feel that no other TV show was doing at the time. Okay, so this was composed by a guy named Mark Snow, and he was sitting with Chris Carter, and they were working on the theme song, and he kept playing it for him, and Chris Carter's like, you know, it's pretty good, but, but it's missing something. And out of frustration, Mark Snow leaned over, put his arm on the keyboard, and it made this reverberating echo sound. And he said, that was what was missing. <laughs> Are you kidding? Accidental drip, man. I don't know how many times I've said it. <laughs> that, I got, you got to love it when that stuff happens. I know, man. You remember the guy on Sesame Street that would be like playing Mary Had a Little Lamb, and then he'd be like, I'll never get it right, and bang his head on the piano? <laughs> that reminds me of this story. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, number three. Three. Yes. This show ran from 1990 to 1996. Title character is also the composer of the lyrics of the song. Ooh, okay. The composer, composer of the song we've talked about before in our very first episode, a guy named Quincy Jones. I got it. This is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute and just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel-Air. You got it, buddy. All right. I was going to tease you with it. It was produced by a fellow named Jeffrey Towns, which you might know better as DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> so Quincy Jones had come up with the music to this. 
Jazzy Jeff, Jeffrey Towns, is sitting with Will Smith, and they're talking and saying, why don't we write some lyrics to this and make it a little more like our hit from 1988, Parents Just Don't Understand. Yeah. They come up with the lyrics, they go to Quincy Jones, and he's like, I love it. Yeah. It is released in the 90s, I think, uh, in... Netherlands and Spain. It's released in 1992. The B-side is Parents Just Don't Understand. Right. And it is in the top five in both of those countries as a single. It reaches number three in the Netherlands, number two in Spain. And I've got some more to add about it in just a few moments. All right, then. By the way, name of the song that nobody calls it is called Yo Home to Bel Air. (laughs) Okay, so we're to my number three. Okay, I don't have a lot on this song. Here's what I know. The show started in 1989 and ran through the 90s. I caught it all the time on syndication. I I really enjoyed this show. The first episode that I watched was because they had Barry Switzer on as a guest on the show. Okay. Barry Switzer, former head coach of the University of Oklahoma. Yes. Okay. Now then, the theme song for this TV show, was written and composed by a guy named John Morris and performed by the Iowa State Cyclone Football Varsity Marching Band. I have no idea. No idea? No. I'm thinking this has escaped you. So all I can, I've can i just got the Boomer Sooner themes running through my head. That's all <laughs> I've got. Okay, so this was the theme song for a fictional college football team, the Minnesota State Screaming Eagles. Is this the theme song from Coach? Coach! Nice. Yes. D, that song is so good, it should be for an active college football program right now. You know, I watch Coach all the time. Growing up, I haven't heard that song since the 90s. Yes. I love it. Great. Okay, there you go. The Minnesota State Screaming Eagles. One of the actors in that show will come into play minorly in a show that I'm going to talk about on our next episode. You know, we talked a little bit about Craig T. Nelson. Yep. We talked about The Incredibles. Right. Because he is the voice of Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. To you, number two, right? All right. Two. Okay, here's my number two. This show ran from 1987 to 1995. It got rebooted in 2016 and ran for four years. But when it got rebooted, although a lot of the cast members came back, the actresses that played the babies in the show did not come back because they had become mega millionaires from their makeup and fashion enterprises. Okay. You know what it is? It's got to be Full House. You nailed it. Yes. How did they handle that? I don't even know what they did when the Olsen twins didn't return. Uh, they, I think the Olsen ten, twins turned them down. Yeah. Well, yeah, but in the new version of the show, they just like, they moved yeah. to Alaska or something? They, yeah, they just have, you know, minor mention and then move on with your life, right? <laughs> okay. Listen, I don't know how many times that show has been shown in syndication, but for like generations of young girls, they, they love that show. Right after I got done telling Caleb that... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles might very well make my list. 
my daughter in the back goes, you're going to have full house on there, right? <laughs> I was like, it was the second theme. Everywhere you thought of when we picked our categories nice, nice second theme this song is called everywhere you look by jesse frederick jesse frederick also wrote the theme to perfect strangers family matters and step by step all of them great wow. all of them the same kind of feel i love the theme to perfect strangers one of my favorites and family matters too for that matter yeah but here's here's the interesting piece of trivia that i'm going to throw at you on this one all right okay ready so there was an actor named scott weinger Okay. okay. Yeah. He played DJ's boyfriend, Candace Cameron's boyfriend on yes, the show. Right. He came back for Fuller House and was kind of a more major character because they were they had been a couple or whatever, right? Okay. He is the voice for Aladdin in the original Aladdin movie from Disney. That's a that's a great nugget right there. Yeah. I would have no idea what that guy looks like. Right. Well, so I, I was watching Fuller House and there's this kind of awkward scene where he sings with Candace Cameron. And they're both awful. I mean, they're just awful. And I'm like, he can't be awful. He was Aladdin. Seriously? Yeah. Well, it's because they had a different guy sing the songs than the guy who was voicing the character. You have just destroyed my world by telling me that. <laughs> it's a whole new world. <laughs> I mean, if you're going oh, to lob them up, me, if you're lob them up to me, I'm going to hit them up. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So we're to my number two. All right. So my number two is a song that's very colorful and fun. It's a song that gets its basis off of a song from the summer of 1988. Okay. This TV show ran from September of 1990 through May of 96. It has the line, Yo, Holmes, smell you later in it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's it right. It is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Yes, yes. And the opening theme for this looks just like Parents Just Don't Understand. You've got the same kind of mom character from the video. Yeah, I could be the same actress. So I'm not sure. It probably was. Yeah. You've got the, the graffiti line background. So I think this is more like an 80s theme song because it tells what the show is about. It explains the plot. It gives you everything you need to know instead of trying to make a hit song, which, you know, some of these looks like they're trying to make hit songs. Well... They made a hit song. It, it, it did very well, especially in the Netherlands and Spain. <laughs> and if somebody says yo, Holmes, and you don't say smell you later afterwards, you grew up under a rock or something. That's it. Mr. Willard Smith. Yep. Also sort of canceled in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now before we get to our number one picks, we have our honorable mentions. And I got to tell you, this was a struggle for me. I didn't think that I would even be able to come up with 14 songs. I got probably 18 or 20, and I it was there were a few of them that I was able to bonk, but it was hard for me to pick which ones were going to fall to the honorable mention category. Right. Okay? Yep, I'm with you. All right. Now, the first one is a reboot that occurred in the early 90s of the Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. It was produced by Steven Spielberg. It actually won the Emmy for a Best Original Song for a TV Show. Do you know what it is? Animaniacs? No, but that's a good guess because they're very close. This show is called Tiny Tunes, or to be precise, Tiny Toon Adventures. We're tiny, we're toony, we're all a little loony, and in this cartoony, we're in 
composer was a guy named Bruce Broughton, who was also involved for composing for the TV show Dallas and also composing for the TV show Buck Rogers with dozens of others. But this is one that I think he absolutely nailed the feel of the old school Looney Tunes sound. Yeah, I didn't watch this show, but I knew my younger siblings did and it was around and I was familiar with it. So yeah, great theme song. Good honorable mention. I like it. Thanks. My second honorable mention, this one was actually Mojo's number one pick for cartoon themes. And I was shocked, but it was not a show that I watched. Okay. It is a show that's theme is very good and a show that was probably popular with a lot of our listeners. This was the theme from X-Men, the animated series by Ron Wasserman. It also has a very similar sound to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's right, which we did. We covered Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, over at the Docking Bay 77 podcast with our buddy Dayton Johnson. That was one of our Summer of 88 movies. It's a great movie, and it's a great episode. Be sure and go over and check out Dayton's podcast, Docking Bay 77. Yep, a lot of fun. Okay, now wait a minute. I've heard this theme before, and I'll tell you how I heard it. Okay. When my boys were young, we would go to the library and we would check out DVDs and they always want to check out Spider-Man, X-Men, Incredible Hulk, all those things. So it doesn't hit me in the 90s, it hits me in the early 2000s, but that is a great theme song. Thank you. That's I, I love it. Ron Washerman is a fantastic guitarist. I'm going to talk about him again in just a second, but that is a great TV theme. Interesting. Okay, very good. Okay, so we're up to my honorable mentions. Yes. Okay, I've got two that you're going to know, but you're not going to know them probably until I play them. Okay. Okay? Yep. So, my first honorable mention is for a TV show that I unabashedly, unapologetically, absolutely love, Spike the Football, and it will destroy my street cred because it is the dorkiest, (laughs) goofiest, dumbest show ever, and I love it. It's like eating chocolate chip cookies for dinner. I don't care. I'd love it. Okay? Okay. So the song is sung by a woman named Jill Colucci. Okay. This song started in 1989. And the reason why I know that is because I taped, I VCR taped the first episode, and I traded the tape around my baseball team because everybody wanted to watch the video. Okay? Okay. All right? The song is called The Funny Things You Do. Is this an animated? No. I got nothing. How about if I say it like this? You're the red, white, and blue. Oh, the funny things you do. America, America, this is you. This is drawing an absolute blank for All me. right. Hang on. Before I give you the theme song, the host of this show, and this bowled me over, the guy who created the show wanted John Ritter to host the show. He didn't get one of the funniest men ever to be born. He got... One of the least funny men to ever be born, Bob Saget. Is this from America's Funniest Home Videos? <laughs> yes, of course, this is from America's Funniest Home Videos. Got laughs from coast to coast to make you smile. A real bad look at each of you to capture all that style. You're the red, white, and blue. The fun things you do. I think Bob Saget is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. He had to make corny jokes on that show. If you've seen his live performance, he is a dirty mouth comic. I know. I I can't believe it. The first time I saw him, like, legit comic stand-up, I was like, 
You're shocked. America's America's dad (laughs) is cussing all over the place. Yeah. I can't believe that's the same person. Yeah. God rest his soul. I think he was a a fantastic comedian. Okay. Did you watch this show? America's Funny Some Videos? Yeah. I mean, it was a rule. You had to. Everybody did. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember there were times in my life where I'm like, I'm kind of down. I'm kind of bummed out. Popping on AFV. How many times did something happen in your life that you went, man, if we had that on video, we would win America's yeah, Funniest Home Videos? That's true. That's true. Right? Do you remember when Daisy Fuentes took over? I think I quit watching at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Here is my second mm-hmm. honorable mention. Okay. Okay. So I'm off the beaten track. You know I like to do this every once in a while. Yep. This was a jingle, a theme song that NBC played between the years 1990 and 2002, 12 thousand times now the name of it is called round ball rock this was written by john tesh the john tesh the entertainment john tesh. tonight entertainment john tonight tesh. john tesh okay okay now listen to this he came up with the melody while at a hotel he called his home answering machine and sang the tune so he wouldn't forget it i can identify with that this was also revived for the summer olympics for 2008 2016 2020. Nelly sampled this for his song, Heart of a Champion. <laughs> well, okay. I am a big Nelly fan. I know, right? <laughs> so, let me play Round Ball Rock for you and see if you can place it. Okay. So, NBA on NBC. NBA on NBC because everybody in the entire United States was watching the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, John Stockton, Carl Malone, all these guys play basketball in the early 90s. Yeah. It was truly the greatest time to be an NBA fan. So Round Ball Rock is a song I very much associate with the early 90s and watching Jordan, Barkley, all those guys. Fantastic. Okay. Are you ready for my number one? Ready for your number one. One. If it, I'm going to cry if it's my number one, but keep going. I don't think there's any way on God's green earth that this will be your number one. <laughs> okay, good. Because I, like you, decided to do something that was a strong deviation. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I picked some songs on shows that I didn't even watch. Right. I did not watch this show. I am familiar with it because my kids watched it. Okay. But here are your clues. Okay. Again, our composer is Ron Wasserman, although he listed himself at that time as Aaron Waters or The Mighty Raw. He had gotten a job, his musician, he had gotten a job filling in at the production company, which was called Saban Entertainment. And then he just ended up staying for six and a half years. He ends up writing the song for X-Men, the animated series, which we played just a second ago. And then he was given some raw footage of this new show that they were going to do. The new show took some adopted stock footage from a Japanese TV series that was part of Toy's Super Sentai. Okay. Now, when he got this footage, the producer, the owner of the entertainment company, said, I want you to use the word go. He used it twice in the song. This part amazed me. He composed this on a keyboard 
that was preloaded with guitar and drum sounds because he didn't play guitar and drum. But I'm going to let you take a listen to the song. You may not even recognize it. This may be so far out of your wheelhouse that you don't recognize it, but I think you're going to love it. Okay. It's kicking butt, right? Ah, that's very catchy. I love it. Yeah, what is that? Eddie Van Halen on guitar right here? Now, before I get to the title, I just want to tell you, okay, I just got to tell you this. I put that music on, and it was the extended version, and I was like, maybe this was good. I don't really remember. I have the theme from the movie that came out in the 2000s because I use it when I'm working out. And I start listening to this. I'm like, this is, these are my words in my head. This is so kick-ass that I am not going to turn it off. Reminder, he was told to use the word go. Go, go. That is great. I've never, I don't know if I know that song. Right. So you're probably completely unfamiliar. This probably hit in that space that you didn't have your kids listening to it and you didn't listen to it, but I knew you would love it because this could be a hair metal rock anthem from the late 80s, right? Right. It is fantastic. I just, I got to say, I was, I had, I had listened to it. I had gone to work out, listened a couple more times. I get back to the house. I'm in the kitchen. I'm getting the kids ready f- for school. And I'm, it just comes out. I'm like, go, go Power Rangers. And I hear, <laughs> I hear Caleb. He was up the stairs go. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. I was in college. I didn't have kids. Totally bypassed me. Yeah, this started in 93, ended in 96. You were wooing your wife for those four years, you know. Yeah. So you weren't interested in <laughs> in Japanese knockoff American TV. This is true. Yeah. But <laughs> it has, I think the song is probably the best part of the show. And they've redone it multiple times. But when they did the movie, it, they featured Eric Martin of Mr. Big. Yeah. And on drums, they had Matt Sorum, who had played drums for Guns N' Roses. Yes. Um, so if you had told me yesterday that I would be picking this song as my number one song, yeah, I'd be yeah. like, I don't even know what that song is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's great. That's great. Okay, so speaking of songs that are better than the show. Yeah. Are you ready for my number one? Let's hear it. Okay, it's not as kick butt as yours, but I definitely heavy associate this with early 90s, denim and moose, all that stuff, okay? Right. I think I already know what it is. Really? Can I say it? Can I guess it? Yes. Is it Saved by the Bell? No, it's not. Oh. Is it Beverly Hills 90210? No, but you're in... You're in the area. Okay. Go You're in for the it. area. Yeah. All right. Okay. This show was canceled after 12 episodes. One season. Didn't make it. Show didn't make it. The song hits number one in November of 1992. Song's written by the guy named Stephen Terrell, American singer producer. Okay. He had produced BJ Thomas, his version of Hooked on a Feeling. Love that. Okay, and Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yes. Now then, the lead singer for this particular song is is an actor named Jamie Walters. I see you're stumped. 
Jamie Walters also had a number 16 Hot 100 hit in 1994 called Hold On. Nothing? I mean, if I heard that song, maybe. Okay. Now then, get this. This song dethroned End of the Road by Boys to Men. Knocked them out of the number one spot. Wow. One of the biggest songs of the 90s. Yeah. Get Out. It also blocked I Die Without You by PM Dawn and Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough, Patti Smythe and Don Henley, two of my early 90s guilty pleasures, uh-huh. and kept Jump Around by House of Pain from reaching number one. Wow. Okay. How do I not know what this is? Okay. I'm going to play it for you. Let's see if you recognize it. You're nodding your head. Not Dawson's Creek. Mind, I know her face by heart. Heaven and earth are moving in my soul. I know the song. You, you could not live in the early 90s and not hear this song. This TV series had this as its theme song. This song goes to a TV show called The Heights. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would not in a million. I mean, I remember that name, but no, I never watched that show. Would never have even put it. Nobody on a, watched the show. That's why they canceled list. it. Wow. Deep cut. Now that we get to the chorus, I'm like, oh, I slow danced to that song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The song is called How Do You Talk to an Angel? Oh, wow. Number one hit song, 1992. TV show canceled beat it nobody watched it nobody cared nobody remembers it no but you play that song people are like heck yeah nice uh, sorority party was uh, <laughs> playing that so, yeah so so there you have it yeah. so that's my list what do you think I, I loved it dude you did a fantastic job i'm really i'm not terribly surprised that we only had one crossover we and were at different stages in our life. Exactly, exactly. So I'm really excited to see what happens in our next episode. Guys, be sure to come back for that. That one we're going to cover, our top five TV themes from 1995 to 1999. We will see you back here next week. Yo, home. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs>